up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff. It is Tuesday, December 21st. A weird week. The schedule is all out of whack. Crazy week, but we're going to soldier on and we are going to give you the waiver recommendations. Of course, right before I hit record on this podcast, I'm seeing that Tyreek Hill has now landed on the COVID list. We have Travis Kelsey there already for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the buzz out of Kansas City is there could be more players. Yikes. Uh, Make sure you have a plan in place. That's all we can really do. Plan for the worst. Hope for the best in any of these instances here. Sure, I could say run out, pick up Byron Pringle, pick up Nicole Hardman. But there's nothing that says they won't land on the COVID list as well. So be careful here. The one nice thing to lead the podcast today, I will say, is that the turnaround time for these guys getting back on the field does seem to be quicker. For the vaccinated players, now all they have to do is one negative test and 24 hours asymptomatic. That got Von Miller back on the on the field for tonight in five days. Last week, I was saying it would take about seven or eight days, so five days would be cutting it very close, Uh, but technically speaking, I think they can even come off of the COVID list like the morning of uh, game day, so fingers crossed, fingers crossed indeed, but anyway, let's soldier on. We have uh, a hefty waiver wire today. I mean, it's not a lot. It's not, you know, I've had a lot of waiver wires that are 40-plus players. This one is just over 20 players, but it's a very important one regardless. And we have some running backs at the top that are very, very key. Ronald Jones leads the list. He's the number one ranked player on my waiver wire rankings for the week. If he is out there, I'd spend it all on him. Leonard Fournette will not play this week. And honestly, even if he plays next week, I don't care. I'm still spending it all because I want to get to the dance. I want to get to the championship game. And um, I'm not going to do that if I don't have a lot of ammunition, especially if I have Leonard Fournette and I wasn't already rostering Ronald Jones, then I'm going after him hard if he is available. We may not see Fournette next week as well, but I'm not really worried about next week. Remember, end game phase, we don't give a darn about the future. Handcuffs no longer have as much value as they used to. Like, yes, if you have key, key guys like Fournette, you would keep... Uh, a Ronald Jones. If you have Dalvin Cook, then sure, keep Alexander Madison, who should come off the COVID list this week. But if you don't have those guys and you need to make a move, look at your bench. Who's the most expendable? Who is somebody who you can cut loose, who you're not going to use and is not going to benefit your opponents and then make those moves, right? So I'm not giving you a hold list and cut list this week, by the way. Uh, because we're in a completely different phase of the game. Jeff Wilson, I'm going 50% on him. Now, Elijah Mitchell's status initially looked bleak. Now, doesn't look as bad. Looks like he still will be a game day decision. I don't know about a game time decision. John Lynch called him a game day decision. So, the knee is improving. He could be out there. Of course, we know what Wilson was able to do last week. uh, He went... uh, 21 carries, that is, for 110 yards and a score. Caught a couple balls as well. So, yeah, it's a tough matchup, but he'll see volume if Mitchell doesn't go. So I'd spend about half of what I have left on him if I have uh, anything left. Well, I mean, heck, you may even have to spend more than half. But there's no sense in saving much, really, uh, or any for next week. Uh, Justin Jefferson especially if you have zero, $0 pickups. Initially, I was higher, but Austin Eckler, so and he popped up as 
testing positive for COVID, but then that was that seems to be a false report or misunderstood report because he's not on the COVID list as of yesterday. He didn't practice yesterday, but that could be related to the injury issue that he's experiencing. Hopefully that is the case because obviously he was able to play through it last week, but Jackson still has value this week. Gabriel Davis, 15%, and I'm going 25% on, on Jackson. Gabriel Davis, though, with Noah Emmanuel Sanders trending up. Now, he's not going to get a garbage-time touchdown every single week, but he still can give us some nice, nice, nice floor and ceiling combination here for this week. Amon Ross St. Brown, also 15%. Over the last three weeks, he's had 35 targets. That is not so coincidentally uh, corresponding to TJ Hawkinson not being on the field. Now, there is a but here, but we do have to be concerned about Jared Goff. Jared Goff landing on the COVID reserve list, and it's crazy that we would say, oh, well, I don't like him without Jared Goff, but legitimately, we don't like Amon Ross St. Brown without Jared Goff, so just be careful with that. Duke Johnson, 15%. All right, now it's easy to fall in love with this Duke Johnson story. I know he's a love to love. A lot of people love Duke Johnson. He's a broke back for a lot of people, but for me, hey, it was the game of his career. Nobody saw it coming, and everybody's going to chase it. But look who he's facing this week on Monday. Yep, the New Orleans Saints' best run defense in the NFL, and he could be in a committee with the other backs there. Don't get too crazy. Like, yes, he should be rostered, but don't get too crazy here. 15% on uh, Duke Johnson. Still some more running backs out there who we can pick up. So why don't we do this? We'll take a quick break. When we come back, I'll tell you about one of my favorites this week. Ah, Craig Reynolds, Pride of Kutztown, PSAC represent. Now, I love this story. And while you may not be the most priority pickup of the week, it's one of my favorite ads of the week just in general because of the story. Hey, man, he's bounced around for three years, got an opportunity and seized the opportunity last week. Then this week, this past week here, so two weeks ago, I guess I should say, he seized the opportunity. Then this past week, he goes out, has a huge day, and is signed to the 53-man roster. That's a great, great, great story. And then on top of it, you you better believe that other teams have noticed. Hopefully, he gets a crack at a 53-man roster spot next year as a result. Good player, does what you want him to do. Kind of has like a, like a Philip Lindsay vibe to him. Uh, at least when I'm watching him, that's kind of what I'm seeing, which is not a bad thing. I know at this point in Lindsay's career, he's kind of toast, but Reynolds runs hard. Is he the most athletic on the field? No, but he runs hard, he finds daylight, and he generates yards. That's all you want. Now, Jamal Williams will be back. So Reynolds is going to be in a committee situation, but I still spend 15% on him. Russell Gage, 12%, meh. Falcons passing game, meh. But he is the number one option there, and you might need help. Marquez Valdez, Scantling is not the number one option, but I still go 12% on him. It's a roller coaster ride with him. We know that. But the highs are pretty high. Tyler Johnson, 10%. Okay, the Bucks are going through it. Chris Godwin out for the remainder of the season. Mike Evans, I I don't know. Like We're hearing, oh, he has a chance to play, but then I'm hearing him being called week to week. Now, week to week means he ain't playing. So I don't know which is true, uh, but let's just call him iffy. People are banking on Antonio Brown to come back. I can't guarantee that either. The suspension is technically over, but 
Bruce Arians kind of, I mean, he made it seem like there was a zero tolerance policy for Brown, which he would have violated with this move of his. And Arians did not seem too happy with him. So go 10% on Tyler Johnson. Even if he's not the number one, he's going to be involved in the passing game this week. Samaj P. Ryan, 10%. Joe Mixon has an ankle injury. Zach Taylor seems to think he will play this week. But just in case, Samaji P. Ryan. Marquez Callaway, 8%. He didn't have a breakout year, but he is coming off a, a big performance last week. Dontrell Hilliard, 7%. Uh, Deontay Foreman was dinged up at the end of last week's game. He played through it, but sometimes you play through it, then you you t- you know, you know sleep, you wake up, you're, it swells up, or you're, you're more sore than you realized, or what have you. The injury's a little bit worse than you realized. We don't know where the status is, so that's why I'm not going overboard here. But 7% as a just-in-case. Like, tonight is, if your waivers run tonight, by the way, make sure you know that. ESPN doesn't run tonight, but some of the other sites do. So be careful. But if you run tonight and you put in, sometimes you can scoop on the cheap. Like if if Ronald Jones is out there and you just don't have the ammunition to go after him, like say somebody else has you know more fab than you, you could go in on the cheap on somebody like Dontrell Hillier. You may not hit, but you never know, and it's always good to get these guys on the cheap. Devontae Booker, 5%. Barkley's healthy, but... Uh, Booker is running hard and showed some pop last week. Amir Abdullah, 5%. He is the passing down back. He scored a touchdown last week, and Chuba Hubbard doesn't look like he's doing much. So there's that, but not overly bullish right there. Joshua Kelly, 5%. The only way he has value is if Eckler does miss time. So with that being up in the air, like if you see something, you've already if the news is already broken by the time this podcast, you listen to it, just disregard. But if you don't see anything on Eckler... Even if it's you know not definitively he's not okay or he is okay, just up in the air, I'd still probably scoop because you can always drop later in the week. Remember, you're not dealing with as many competitors on the waiver wire this week as you ordinarily would. Justin Fields, 5%. Quarterback is slim this week, so I don't mind Fields. High ceiling, favorable draw against Seattle. Coming off a good passing performance as well. Cole Komet was a part of that. 3% on him. 32 targets over his last four games. That is eight per game. Six catch outing yesterday, 71 yards in the process. Foster Moreau, who also put up decent numbers yesterday, 3%. I don't know if Darren Waller comes back. I honestly don't. I mean, Moreau, it wasn't good the first week, but he had seven for 65 yesterday. That's solid. Tyler Huntley. Uh, 2%. I'm not going to go overboard here because I do think Lamar is back, but in the off chance that he isn't, man, Huntley Huntley was really good. Very surprising. Big time for fantasy performance. Then uh, just to round it out, two, two quarterback super flex people, Drew Locke and Davis Mills, 1% each. They're both going to be starting. Well, obviously Mills is starting, but Locke will be starting this week with Teddy Bridgewater unlikely to play. So they both have value in those two quarterback super flex leagues. Like I said, no hold, no cut list. Not doing that this week because, well, honestly, you're going to make those decisions based on a case-by-case basis. If, again, the guy on your bench is not going to be used for you as a starter and won't benefit your opponents, you can drop them. We don't, we're not worried about the future any longer. We are worried about getting to the fantasy championship game week 17. That's it. And we're going to do whatever it takes to get us there, not plan for the future. So make sure you're using your bench spots. Strategically, end game phase. 
Now, uh, in terms of defenses who I'm keeping, those who are already rostered, very likely, if you have them on your roster, you're good to go. Dallas facing Washington again. Tampa facing Carolina. San Francisco against Tennessee. Maybe not the best matchup, but I like how San Francisco has played here recently. Miami versus New Orleans. And the Chiefs, hopefully against Pittsburgh, depending on how decimated they are on the defensive side of the ball. But I'm going to play that by ear. As of right now, I'm going to hold them. If crazy news breaks today and they put like 15 players on, then yeah, maybe you, you might want to move off of them. I, and by the way, I, I still think that some of these guys, like if I have Travis Kelsey, I'm going to plan for the worst, but I do expect him to come off. And even Ty- Tyreek Hill, I think it's probably going to be a situation where he does come off. Anyway, here's what I'm streaming. The Eagles versus the Giants. It could be Jake Fromm. Easy. The Chargers. Yes, they will not have Joey Bosa. He is not vaccinated, so he won't play this week. But man, big time, big time takeaway potential against Davis Mills. I'm going with the Broncos against the Raiders. So this is a key playoff game. You know, there are for the playoff picture. They're both seven and seven. They're both very much in the mix. Obviously, they're divisional opponents. And to, you know, hit hitting your divisional opponent stings even even worse for that divisional opponent. Uh, and I do like the Denver defense, so I'm gonna go for the upside there. Uh Green Bay versus Cleveland. The Browns should be obviously closer to full strength, but I'm gonna continue to pick on them, Baker Mayfield or not. And then finally, how about this? The Jets. Oh, yes, the Jets. It's Jacksonville. I mean, even the Jets defense is in play against that putrid Jags offense. Don't overthink defense. Simply identify a defense that you think can generate takeaways because that's what it's all about. And if they can generate takeaways, they have a shot for a touchdown. If they score a touchdown, you're golden. That's what it's all about. All right, tomorrow I'm going to be back, so we'll resume the regular schedule here because Tuesday will be done, and we'll do rankings on the show tomorrow. In the meantime, ftnfantasy.com and at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.